Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. The Chargers got the win on Monday Night Football and are now 3-1. Back-to-back wins over the Chiefs and Raiders. By the way, Mike Williams, if he, he overthrew Mike Williams, um, uh, Justin Herbert, at a certain point. Would have been like 21 nothing. And then they got a P.I. The Raiders did in the first half. I believe it was like middle of the second quarter. I forgot exactly. Got a P.I. in the first half that, that like led to a score. Like it was 28-14, but it could have been much worse than that. So where are the Chargers in Key's real rankings? That's in 30 seconds. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. <clears throat> All right, Key. <clears throat> I thought there was going to be a little. Uh, so funny, man. I thought there was going to be a little uh, production sound, here. Something yeah. production sound. I was waiting. Key is real. <laughs> but I, apparently, I am the I am the lead in sound. Keyshawn Johnson, please recap your rankings. Yes, your I real will recap them for you. No problem at all. We'll go from seven. So every now and then I go from five to seven. I might jump up to 12, 13. back down to 10, maybe six. You mean how many two, you list? 29. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like the, the, the rest of the world that lists their rankings. Top Why? Five, Why do you do it that way? Because it's fluid. Every single week, different teams move around. Some teams, it's all about the eyeball test with me. Some so there are tiers, in other words. Some teams look better than other teams week to week. When you look at situations, the Kansas City Chiefs look better this past week than they did the week before. Or Chargers look good this week. They may not look good three weeks but from now. But just to be clear, in other words, like there's no arbitrary. There are 10 best teams. There's a certain number of teams that impress you that you think deserve mention. And after that, forget it. Max, yeah, if, you're, forget if you're trying to figure out the key algorithm in his brain, you're not going to figure no, it I out. No, I appreciate just that because it. sometimes I'm asked for like top 10 boxers at whatever. And I'm thinking, you know what? There aren't really 10. No. There are seven or there no. are 13 or no. whatever. Okay, I got and then it. People look at the Buccaneers and they say, well, they barely beat. The New England Patriots. There's circumstances to that, man. Yeah. They're, they're, they're circ- if you play that same team in, in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, you might just blow the Patriots away. So here are the seven teams you believe have distinguished themselves out of the 32 in the NFL right now. Yeah, seven would be Ravens, six of the Bills. At number five, the Dallas Cowboys. We saw them display just magical, just, oh, my God, against the Carolina Panthers in the way that they played and how they did things sitting at the fifth spot. The Arizona Cardinals, they roll out to L.A. in a sold-out stadium, and they put it on Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and company. Matthew Stafford looked like Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions, so I have them sitting at number four, and Kyler Murray's doing his thing. He is the MVP vote-getter right now in my book. Number three is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You looked at Tampa, there was a lot of circumstances. There's rain, there's Tom Brady's feelings, there's all the drama that surrounded them. It was a close game. It was a doink kick away from the Bucs losing. Again, if that game is at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, they may just blow Tampa Bay out. Circumstances. And then at number two, as Jay would say, recently biased, blah, 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 the Chargers. I don't talk like that. Well, no, you don't quite talk like that. But the Chargers yeah, at you. sitting at number two. The, the Chargers really put it on the Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders or the L.A. Raiders, wherever you want them to be. They took care of business. And then we saw the Green Bay Packers sitting at number one since that first week loss and the way that they played against the New Orleans Saints. They haven't looked back in three straight games. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who's the best team in the NFL? Jay, any beef with the list? I worry about the Bucks being so high just because of the Bucks secondary. When when Mac Jones and Bill Belichick start, you know, targeting Richard Sherman and that secondary a ton, like, that's problematic for me for them long term. I don't know if you just heal up and all of a sudden get better in that capacity. Now I still think look, then I have the Rams in the conversation is 
I know that they lost to Arizona. Arizona beat them demonstratively. I still think the Rams are one of the top teams in the league. And I just feel adamantly about the Bills. I think the Bills have one of the most explosive offenses there is in the National Football League. And their defense ranks, you know, top uh, number one in the 11 statistical categories. My, my biggest beef is I think you had the Rams one last time, right? Yeah, they out of here. How do you drop them from one to because eight based on one loss? Because you can't figure out the algorithm in Key's the, brain. The, the, I'm trying the to tell you. The reason I drop them because you didn't defend your territory. You didn't lose by a field goal. You lost. You let a dude come in there that you've had his number for four straight tries. You who, got who he doesn't you, like running you, an offense. You, you don't like. You decide that you're going to allow him Max. to come into your stadium and do what you did. <laughs> the reason the Buffalo Bills are sitting at six, they beat the Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins and shipped both of them out. Your defense is going to be good. And meanwhile, you allow 40. Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> to roll <laughs> his so funny, broken down ass into your stadium so what? and torch you. All you right. are, so, he is so Aaron Rodgers gets smacked by the Saints in his opening game. So the same narrative that Key uses to build up the Packers, no, actually, he uses against No, no, the no, no, no. Actually, I think that's fair to say you start one way, but you come on, so you're moving up his that's rankings. That's what I'm saying. It's the same thing for the Bills. Oh, yeah, that's true. That no, is wait, how, is it same, how is it the same thing for the Bills? It's the same exact scenario for the Bills. Man, the Bills played Miami and Houston, and they blanked them. They beat them 40 to nothing not and 35 to nothing. That's not the same Wait a minute. I call it like I see it. It's going back and forth. He just scored a good point on you, Jay. He said beating Houston is not the same thing as beating the Rams. Oh, I understand. There's not a signature win like that yet. But still, you're the well, who same- the Packers just beat? Forget the Packers. What you play. mean? Who the Packers? 49ers. Just, yeah, the Packers were beating the Niners on the road. Yes, on yeah. the road after traveling all the way across the country to do it. Jimmy G did get hurt. Come okay, on. look. Oh, stop, we can go man. back and forth Come all on, day. Man. I... Let's just agree that I'm right about the Rams. Matt in Virginia. You're wrong with Keyshawn J. Will and Max. I would just say I'm going to have Cleveland on there. And I hate the Bills. I'm a Dolphins fan, but they were there last year. They're still there. I'd put them a little higher up, but I'm not counting out Cleveland yet. So, okay. so. Uh, Matt, so are the Bills yes. are the Bills better than the Cardinals? I think right I think now, yes, the Bills are better oh, than the Cardinals. Oh, you do? Oh, do. okay. And you think they're better than the Chargers? I think the Bills would be better you, than the Bills. Are they too. better than the Chargers? I think the Bills are I think the I think the Bills will beat the Chargers. I think the Cardinals and I think the Chargers are getting there. I think the Bills are already there. Yes. So even though the Chargers beat Kansas City and they beat the Raiders last beat them down last night, could have been worse. You still think the Bills with that Miami you with that Miami victory and that Houston victory is still better than the Chargers. Matt, don't let Key fool you because Key was up here on radio not, the whole week, not, Matt, saying for teams about? like the Panthers, teams like Denver, they're three and zero. And we're like, well, how about who? Yeah, they but play? the thing is with the Bills, and I'm a Dolphins fan. The two the two teams you just mentioned with Kansas City, the Chargers, Oakland, Las Vegas, those are all divisional games. I mean, the Cowboys went one and fifteen. Troy Aikman's first year, who'd they beat? The team that won the Super Bowl. So they're divisional games. Yeah, but the divisional games really don't matter because I got film on you. That whole divisional, we know you. I got film on you. I got film on every team in the National Football League. I'm going to set my game plan based on what I see and not based on the division. Here's what I don't like, Max. Sometimes I don't like that key... Will have certain arguments. I'm not arguing. And, and, no, certain certain points that you certain make. Agreements. Certain points that you make, and one thing that you say last week, all of a sudden now doesn't matter. You make the same kind of styles or details applicable. I'm so as wait, consistent so as you've key, ever key, seen, key has been said before. I don't care what the record says. They're three and zero. 
I don't care what their record says. You know, we're like, well, how about who they There's play? Six Hold on, Matt. Let me finish six. my point. Let me finish my play. Let me finish my point, Max. And then you and I go back and forth. Well, how about who did they play that allowed them to be three and zero? Now, what he's saying is, hey, teams like the Bills. Well, they they beat Miami. They beat Houston. I'm like, well, you're so now all of a sudden it, it, it matters on who you play. Or you're does it telling not matter me, who it plays? you're telling me they got this great defense. Da 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 da. I'm explaining to you. At least I'm trying to explain to you. They played an offense in Houston, uh, and they played an offense in Miami, uh. I did not say anything about their record. That's why they're sitting at six. Here's, if here's, I had an issue the with Raiders their record, played, the Raiders they wouldn't Miami. be in there. The Raiders played Miami, and it was a tough game. I want to adjudicate <laughs> this little uh, dispute. They didn't beat them 35 uh, this, this agreement that you're having. Key doesn't have arguments. He only agrees. Um, this, is, this is the thing. I think what happens when someone is asked for their list, they have a certain they, – they do some kind of sense about it. They think about it, and they go, this is how I think it goes, right? One, two, three, four, whatever. Then you ask them how, you got, how they got there. Show your work. And they may show you work that seems inconsistent to you. They may not be thinking of other reasons at that moment why, but they have a feeling, they have a thought that when I'm asked to rank, here it is. Now, I would say this, Keith. I don't rank by record. You have your own criteria, whatever, eyeball test. It's very easy to say, oh, guys, a team's undefeated, they should be one. But here's what I would say. We all have prejudices and blind spots, right? Styles we prefer, all that stuff. It does seem to me that because you don't like the air raid, because you don't like a short quarterback, you are especially upset with the Rams for getting smacked by Kyler and the, and the <laughs> Cardinals. Therefore, not only have the Cardinals a little low-ranked, but also just drop the Rams from one all the way off Because the list. I don't think the Rams are better than the six teams that are in front of them. Okay, that, 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 based that's on, enough. Based on looking at them against Arizona that one week, they're not better than the Cowboys right now. They're not better than Green Bay. Like they're not better than the Arizona. They not even though they beat Tampa Bay. Yeah, they're not better this than Tampa Bay. This is Key's list. It's not Jay's list. No, I hear you. What's your list, Jay? Real quick. Well, I, before, I don't even. I mean, who would you say is the I'll, best I'll put, team in football right now? I, I wouldn't be far off from Key with Green Bay. I, uh-huh. I think Green Bay is right there. I, I think the Bills are probably the second best or maybe the best team. Packers, Bills, one, two, something like I'll, that. I'm around there. Yeah, yes. and then Chargers and Cardinals off these good wins recently. Yeah, I like the Chargers a lot. I like the Cardinals too. I, mm-hmm. I think Tampa. I, I, I think Ram, the Rams are still there. I'm not. We were Tampa's just calling the Rams. Close games. We were just calling the Rams the best team in football last week. Yeah, no, I understand. No, no. I had them at one. Don't mean it was the best team. That no, I, for that week they were the best team. For that. But week, wait, they wait, were wait. The best it's team. for that week. But isn't it also an adding up through the season until that week? It can change. It's fluid week right. to week. So, so. But what I'm asking is, when you rank them, are you thinking? In this past week, that was the best team I saw? Or are you thinking, based yes, on what I've seen week, this year that so past far? Week, that past week, this week, right now, I see. the Chargers are sitting at two. I because see. Because in my eyes, what I saw last night, if they'd have played any team. So you're really doing it been, week to week. You're not yes. adding up throughout the course no. of the season. Why okay. would I do that? Because that's what people because do. That's what people do. No, no, hell no. They may put a, a heavier emphasis on what happened recently, but they also but count the in teams what's that happened stay, so far. Teams that stay stuck at 
one, two, three, four, that's because they're giving you that consistency okay. every single week. All right. Max, what did I say before this segment even started? What's that? Don't try to break down he the just details. Mad. No, he mad because I don't finish agree my with point. his ass. Don't try to break down the details of how Key's elephant brain works. But the I, algorithm, you can't, you can't decode it. You right. cannot. That's good. I don't want the you to. The major <laughs> league playoffs are here. Tune in for an AL wild card game action. Tune in for AL wild card action as the Red Sox host the Yankees beginning tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here we go. Oh my goodness. A long high drive. It's over. The Red Sox are still breathing. Backing up, backing up. It's gone. The Yankees walk off into the postseason. Oh, here it comes, Jessica Mendoza. I'm not going to get any sleep tonight. And that's if the Yankees win. Oh, if they lose. The great Jessica Mendoza, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN, Major League Baseball analyst. Hey, Jess. What's up, guys? We're talking. We're in postseason. It's here. Yes. Well, we'll see if it's here or not for my Yankees. We'll see. Oh, oh, come on, Max. Come on. All right. Garrett Cole. There's more to postseason baseball than just the Yankees. Really? (laughs) Garrett Cole has not been great in his last three starts after posting Cy Young-worthy numbers for most of this season. Which Cole do you expect we'll get tonight at Fenway? I think we'll see regular season Garrett Cole. What I mean by that is his ridiculous numbers that we've seen all season long. A 7.64 ERA in those last three starts has a lot to do with the command, and I know he has struggled. But the biggest thing with Garrett Cole is he lives for these moments. This is why he's getting paid the big bucks. I mean, they paid for him to pitch in these games. This is his fourth winner-take-all wild-card game. I mean, he has more experience than you will find across Major League Baseball between the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. I mean, this is his moment. In fact, this entire game is on Garrett Cole's shoulders. That's how big it is for him to be able to pitch well. Jessica, right now, you know, I got to talk about the Yankees, even though I got to sit around and wait for my Dodgers to play, and that's okay, but... You look at Stanton and you look at Judge over the last couple of weeks, they basically have carried the Yankees up into this point. What's been the big difference so far for them? You know, I think for especially Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge has been great all season long. Stanton, you're just going to get these periods of time where he is ridiculously good, and then you're going to get just the the slumps that he will absolutely have. For him, it's about getting on time. And that's why you see such a simple approach to his swing. He's got that closed-off stance. He just has to get barrel to ball. I mean, nobody, no one in baseball hits a ball the way that Stanton can hit it, but he has to get his timing right. And when he is off... It's big misses, big slumps, but when he is on, there's nobody better. And for him, especially the last two weeks of the season, it's been simply just he's seen the ball big and getting right there on time. And Jessica Mendoza joining us, ESPN MLB analyst on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Jessica, how big is tonight's game for the future of Aaron Boone's career as a Yankees manager? 
Jaywell, man, coming in with mm-hmm. the manager. Right. I got to. <laughs> the, yes. Well, I mean, honestly, that's what you've been hearing all season long. I mean, this Yankee season has been up and down. Their streaks, their valleys. I mean, it has been a lot of the media has been about Aaron Boone. Now, I, I feel like in this day and age, it's not about the manager. And I know when we've heard Brian Cashman talk, we've he- heard from the entire Yankees organization say it's about the players. They, they are talented. They are getting paid. You look at the names that are within this roster, and they should win the way that they, we've seen them win the last two weeks. And it's not on Aaron Boone. Does that mean that his job isn't in jeopardy if they don't win this game? Of course. I mean, it will absolutely be in jeopardy because that's the way baseball works. We've seen managers, Luis Rojas already got fired, I mean, the moment this season is over. So that's the pressure, especially in New York. J.D. JD Martinez may be in the lineup tonight against the Yankees and up against Garrett Cole. How how does that lineup change uh, for Boston? Yeah, I mean, J.D. Martinez is huge. I mean, he's right there in the middle. And you got to remember this Red Sox team, this is what they do, they hit. I mean, their slugging percentage is second in all of Major League Baseball and right there in the middle of it. I mean, you got Rafael Devers, who's huge on Sunday. But J.D. Martinez, I don't see how he isn't in this lineup, though, tonight. I know we're waiting to hear. But remember, it's his left ankle is a right-handed batter. So we don't need him to run. We don't need him to play defense. We need J.D. Martinez, if you're the Boston Red Sox, to flat-out rake. And he can do that. It's his front foot. I'm not saying we've all, all of us athletes, right, we've rolled ankles, right? But you're talking about your front foot. That left foot is a right-handed batter. I think J.D. should be in that lineup. I can't imagine that he's not going to hit tonight. But as a right-hander, my left foot is my kick leg, and it plants. So wouldn't that have some stability problems and step, you know, be stabilized. But that's once you get to contact after your swing. I mean, it's your back foot. I mean, that's where the power Keyshawn. I mean, that's where it's coming from is that back foot. That's where you want to explode off of. Yes. You need your left foot to stabilize you, but really it's more just about balance. And for JD Martinez, like to me, that left foot, once you get to contact and after, that's when you worry. But you know, I mean, he's going to get shot up. You get the quarter zone. You can't even feel that thing. Hmm. It'll be stiff, but he's going to be able to hit. Jessica, we, this is the you know Yankees-Red Sox, game 163, Bucky, Bucky bleeping dent game, like 1978. <laughs> I, when I think about that game, Ron, I was a little kid. Ron Guidry, the Yankees ace, had one of the greatest seasons of all time that year. I, re- I thought he, I think he pitched on short rest that game at Fenway, he did, or at least three days. you know lefty on at Fenway Park against a big lineup, and he kept them in the game. But it was Bucky Dent's heroics. Like, let's say there's some similar situation. Garrett Cole struggling recently can keep him in the game. I'm looking at Gio or Shello who made that play. Like, who's the unlikely hero in a game like this? I'm going Kike Hernandez and on the flip side. So if you're looking who's going to get the big hit against Garrett Cole, against the mighty Yankees, Kike Hernandez, a lot of people don't know. I mean, there's a lot of big names in this game. Kike has ridiculous numbers against Garrett Cole. He's absolutely owned him. Remember, he came over from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Keisha, I'm speaking to you. Yes. He's your ex-Dodger yes. in this game. Kiki, you do own you know it. Me? <laughs> Yes. So he, he's got this postseason experience. He is that clutch guy that never has the name because, but he comes up with these huge hits. So he, he's kind of that unsung hero. I think could have a huge. I was looking for a Yankees unsung, unsung hero, Jessica. I know. I know. And I totally, I know what you're doing. doing? I I know. You know what I'm doing. You know. Please. Please. This is just awful. Yankees win if. You said Urshela. Yeah. Urshela. Yes. Yankees win if. Yankees win if it's, it's on Cole. 
he has to absolutely keep the Red Sox off the board. If Red Sox have a lead going into the bullpen for both teams, now the Yankees have the advantage, but the Red Sox have that lead, Max, they get the win. So I, the Red Sox absolutely have to get on the board early against Garrett Cole. If Garrett Cole is able to dominate and then hand it over to their bullpen, Sox have no chance. So they have to get to Cole early. I, we talked about it off the top. This game really lays on his shoulders because of the pressure that he has, especially knowing what you're up against once you get into the bullpens. Outside of getting up early, the Red Sox win if? Outside of getting up early, they win. I mean, they their bullpen's going to be a lot different. So Alex Cora, look at 2018, okay, when they beat – the, the Yankees to be able to go on and win the World Series later in that year. What does Alex Cora do? He's a starting pitching. So once you, you talk about Nathan Navaldi in this start, their bullpen is their weakest link. So you're going to see guys like Nick Pavetta, like we saw on Sunday, Eduardo Rodriguez. They're starters coming into this game. And I know in a one-game playoff that isn't highly unusual, but this is very Alex Cora. All hands on deck. Chris Sale came by his office yesterday and said, I'm going to have cleats on. I want to start. And Cora's like, whoa, 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 whoa. But expect to see every single starting pitcher try to get into this game. And that's the way that they'll be able to win it. Jessica, the Mets are moving on from Luis Rojas, their manager currently. If you were Steve Cohen, who would you replace him with? Are you thinking about names like Theo Epstein that come involved and be involved with the Mets? You know, manager-wise, I actually go in here internally. Um, Eduardo Perez is someone that when I was with the Mets organization and we were interviewing managers, he was my number one. I mean, and I know I'm biased. He works for us here at ESPN. In fact, he's he's going to be a part of the coverage tonight. But just seeing him around players, his understanding of the game, obviously his expertise, his father being a Hall of Famer, most importantly to me, the, being able to speak uh, Spanish and English, his relatability to every player in that clubhouse, anyone who's been around Eddie, I mean, there is no one better, in my opinion, understanding the analytics, where we're at now, but also just knowing how to coach. Like, get in and understand your players. And you're in New York City. I mean, there's a lot of attention. Eddie's got my vote. Before we let you get out of here, Jessica, I cannot let you leave without asking you about the Dodgers. The Dodgers take care of business if they do what? Oh, we're going Dodgers-Giants. or Do- Sorry, Dodgers-Giants. I'm already on the DS. Dodgers-Cardinals. You know, I, I'm i really interested because they've got two big injuries in Max Muncy mm-hmm. and Clayton Kershaw. And that won't matter maybe as much on the Kershaw end, but who's going to play first base? Is it going to be Albert Pujols? Is it going to be Cody Bellinger? you got to remember, for all the good and the Cody names that Bellinger. the Dodgers are— who is going to replace Max Muncie at first base? I think that they should roll the dice. I mean, can you imagine Albert Pujols at first base against the St. Louis Cardinals for this one-game season on the line? And oh I mean, God, to me, a it's, it's a huge decision. And Pujols has done really well, not against upper velocity, but actually guys who mix and match, which is Adam Wainwright of the St. Louis Cardinals. I feel like Pujols, no one knows him better. Yeah, I'd love to see him get And they that won start. a World Series together a lifetime ago. A yeah, lifetime but ago. I, 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 might, I, I may, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I may move Cody out of the field and, and bring, him, bring him out of the outfield into the field and make him at first base and then figure out the outfield. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. You put Cody. Where do you want Cody? You want him I'll in put center him field or you want first him at base. first base? No, I put him at first base, and then yeah. I'll and then I'll figure out what to do 
in, in, in center. Yeah, it's a funny thing about first base. It's the most different players can play it, but that doesn't mean it's an unimportant defensive position. It's a very important defensive position, in Huge. fact, especially in the playoffs. Yes. The great Jessica Mendoza, ladies and gentlemen. Coverage. Thank you, Jess. Thanks, Jess. Coverage of tonight's AL wildcard game is on ESPN and ESPN Radio coverage. On ESPN Radio begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern and on ESPN TV at 8 o'clock. And Jessica Mendoza will be on ESPN Radio's call of the NLCS and the World Series. Someone who knew Tom Brady would be great almost 25 years ago. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline, where Steve Hutchinson joins us. Steve will be honored by the Seahawks and receive his Hall of Fame ring before Thursday night's game against the Rams. This is a big thing. Football Hall of Fame is hard to get into. Uh, good morning, Steve. How are we doing? Good. Great What's happening, Hutch? What's going on? What's going on? Appreciate you guys having me on. What's, what's going on is that... Uh, before we get to you being honored, obviously the game of the week was in Foxborough with Tom Brady's return. You were with Tom at Michigan. What did you make of the way he handled his return to New England? Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, Tom and I were four years together um, at Michigan. Um, both of us redshirted. He was the, the class above me. So, so yeah, it's, this is, uh, you know, no surprise to me how he handled it. I, I don't think um, – that wasn't an easy thing to do. Um, you know, he's such an emotional player. He, he, he obviously plays with passion uh, and has for a long time. And going back to college, he was the same guy. And uh, so for him to go in on that stage on Sunday Night Football, um, you know, and, and for the most part keep his emotions in check and, and, and lead his team to a road win in a place that is hard to win, uh, I, I don't know if he could have done anything better. You were there with him at Michigan – he didn't have the greatest college football career for a guy who's going to walk into the Hall of Fame, not after five years, but probably after two days of retiring, right? They're just going to say, oh, right. you, you'll be the first to do it. What did you see at Michigan that made you think or believe 
that Tom Brady would be great in the NFL? Well, like you said, I mean, he, he didn't have, you know, he'll be the first to tell you, he didn't have the most ideal career that he probably thought he was going to have when he, when he, you know, left California to go to Michigan. Uh, but I, I truly think that things like that and, and the obstacles he had to overcome to, to get, you know, through Michigan, get, have a chance in the league, that's the stuff that fuels him. You know, I think everybody knows Tom, Tom does things better and he, he's motivated by that chip on his shoulder. And, you know, he was, he had split time, uh, with, with guys, uh, Drew Henson, uh, you know, primarily, and it was back and forth. And, uh, we did the two quarterback thing for a while and he just never really was able to, to take grasp of it. But when he did take control of it and it was obvious that, you know, the, the, the 99 season with the orange bowl win and, uh, you know, setting the records in the orange bowl versus Alabama, he, you could just see you know, those, 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 those flashes of, of what he can do. And it was, you know, the one time we, I, I can say this now because, you know, we haven't been able to do this in a while, but the one time we did lose to Ohio state when I was in school, uh, it was down, it was in Columbus and, you know, they, they got after us early and they were blitzing like crazy and, and, and their Tom's getting hit left and right. I mean, they were, they just, you know, kind of smelled blood in the water there and, Tom's, you know, I look in the huddle at one point and he's, you know, he's bleeding. I, I can't remember if his mouth, nose, whatever. Like he was getting, he was getting hit and it didn't phase him. Like, I mean, I'm, and I think all of us kind of looked at each other in the huddle, like, man, this guy, he doesn't even know he's, he, he could care less. Like this guy is in the zone and it's things like that, that we picked up on. And then when you watch him do those kind of things over and over for 20, whatever years now in the league, it's not a surprise to anybody that played with him because he was doing the same stuff or you saw flashes of it. 20 plus years ago pro football hall of fame class of 2021 seven-time pro bowler joining us here and steve hutchison on Keyshawn, j will and max steve great start to michigan football thus far uh, obviously huge game you know versus ohio state what makes you think that this will be the first time jim harborough can actually beat the ohio state well you know that that, that conference um traditionally is is you know, and I know the game's evolving, right? But that conference is, is usually won by if you're able to run the ball and stop the run. Now, again, you know, there, there's fancy offenses. The ball's getting thrown a lot more than, than it has in the past. But I think, I think the thing we're doing, and when I say we, Michigan this year, I think they're doing better this year than they have in the past under, under Jim or, and, or, you know, for a while anyways, controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. The defense is playing fired up. Uh, offensively, we're running the ball. You know, you got a quarterback who's who's you know starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, I think there's gonna they're gonna have to continue to improve in, in the schedule. Uh, they're gonna have to get through some hurdles, but uh, I'm I'm confident. You know, but that's a that's a game you can throw out the records. That's a game you can throw everything uh, uh, out when it comes to the end of November because it's a pride thing, and I think. You know, whichever team has the momentum has the advantage. But at the end of it, you know, a lot of these guys are from Michigan, from Ohio. There's, a, there's you know, plenty of recruits from California and Florida. Myself, I was from Florida. Um, so I didn't really understand it before I got up there. But there's a lot of state pride, you know, rivalries there. And those guys are going to be up for that game. It's it's going to be fun to watch. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this is the year. Steve, you're a proud, very proud Seattle Seahawks former player and Seattle struggled a little bit this year. What is it that they need to do to get more consistency 
on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a little bit of growing pains. I mean, you, you got a new coordinator. Uh, you got you have a new run game coordinator. Um, you know, I, I just think it's it's you know different weeks are going to present different challenges. Um, continuity on the offensive line is is a big thing. Uh, you know, the, it's just for whatever reason you see it throughout the league. You know, there's guys that will you know five five guys will start one game. You know, next game there's five new there's a couple new starters on that same offensive line. You know, and it's you know there's things like that, and of course, um, you know the quarterback getting comfortable with the new system and and seeing exactly how Shane's going to call a game. And um, you know, I think I think that has something to do with it. You, you did see this game though. Um, you know, kind of you saw more focus. I think you saw you know guys kind of not so much worrying about. Um, you know, doing everything right. They just kind of played, and, and that, that offense kind of works when guys just play and have fun, and I think you saw that a little bit more. Of course, the defense stepped up, did a great job against San Francisco. So uh, that, that was a – it was uncharacteristic for them to lose the game against Tennessee like they did. I mean, that's, that, that team is, is for the longest time has had taken pride in finishing uh, road teams that come in there uh, in the second half, and, and for just to have Tennessee do what they did in the second half of that game, I think it was uncharacteristic. But you know, they stopped the bleeding, got back on track, two and two in a really tough division. Uh, so it's just going to be a battle week in, week out. Let me see if I can make you cry, man, because uh, being recognized <laughs> by you know Pro Football Hall of Fame, what what did it feel like, and what does it mean to you? You know, Keyshawn, you you know, um, you, you know, when I was a kid, um, you know, I, I watched those speeches. I, I knew what the Hall, of, I knew what that gold jacket meant, and that meant you were the best in the world at, at in your, at, you know, at that position, that in that game, that you know, that craft. And so when I got to the league, you know, the Pro Bowls and they're great, and the All Pros are great, and, and all those accolades. But um, you know, at the end of the day, you you just want to make the guys that. You know, you want you want to run into a guy that you watched growing up, that you respected, that played the game, come up to you and say, "Hey, man, you could have played with us. You you, you did it the right way." That's like the ultimate compliment. So for me to go up there and be surrounded by all these guys that I I watched and I had their posters hung up, you know, as a kid, uh, uh, you know, on the on the wall of my bedroom, and for them to come up and give you a hug and embrace you and say, "Hey, man, you're here. You're one of us." That that's you know, I can't really put into words what that feels like, but you, 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 you know, like, you know, that, that, that you know, the, you get the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you're just like, man, this is, it's crazy. Cause in that, in that business, in that game, in that sport, you know, you're taught to always get better, always, you know, always, you can always do more. You can always, you know, improve, you know? And then when you get to the point, it's like, it's a, it's a weird feeling when you're like, you're there, you're at the top of the mountain uh, in, in that regard. And, and you're like, Man, it's great, and you just kind of force yourself to kind of take it all in, and it, it's it's overwhelming. Well, seven-time Pro Bowler, but more importantly, a five-time first-team All-Pro player and uh, now a Hall of Famer, Steve Hutchinson. Steve, thanks a million for jumping on with us. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. Right, Much more Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. The Keyshawn, J. Will and Max Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Urban Meyer had to address the media yesterday for what he called a distraction over the weekend. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Uh, a video went viral on social media after Urban Meyer was seen in Ohio uh, with some young ladies kind of dancing up on him, and there was one angle that was unflattering for the coach in terms of his behavior. Here is Urban Meyer, Jaguars head coach, addressing it. I just apologize to the team and staff and uh, for being a distraction. Just stupid. And so I explained everything that happened and owned it and, you know, just stupid. Uh, should not have myself in that kind of position. Staying to see the grandkids and we all went to dinner that night at the restaurant. And then there's a big group next to our restaurant and they wanted me to come over and take pictures. And I did. And they were trying to pull me out on the dance floor, screwing around, and I should have left. Apologized again for being a distraction. And uh, the coach should not be a distraction. Well, guys, what do you think about Urban Meyer's statement and apology? I mean, I, okay, look, here's what I would say. I get it. You apologize. It's cool. I accept your apology. I understand. But what I don't understand is how you put yourself in a position when you are certainly telling your team and others within the organization how to conduct themselves in a public setting. That's where I have a problem. No matter What you tell me, no matter if he was having cocktails, not having cocktails, whatever the case is, you know you're in a public setting and you are the face of a franchise and people are watching every single move that you make. So you know your surroundings. You just do. You know your surroundings. And so in the end, practice what you preach. And if you would have gotten on the plane with your team, you wouldn't have been putting yourself in that position where you now have to issue apologies in one thing after another. It's like you hire the coach, strength and conditioning coach, now you have to apology. Then you go out and you get Tim Tebow an opportunity, which I get, I understand. He's a former team. He, he wants to try it, and he was a former player of yours. You love him to death like a son. You wanted to give him an opportunity when everybody kind of mocked it and laughed at it. Then you have to release him because he wasn't good enough. So now you almost like – and it's just one thing after another after another. You know, another. something that you just said, Key J, strikes me. You know, Odell had those pictures on social media. It was a private setting. He was with a 
couple of people, apparently in a hotel room because someone was taking pictures, right? Remember this a couple of years ago? Yes. But, but the point is that was a private setting, and there are many athletes and different celebrities who've been caught out, but in private, where you go, you know what? That's actually a violation of their privacy. But Key points out how you conduct yourself in public is different. This was a public setting Coach was in. I, I agree. was not a smart decision by him. If I'm Shah Khan, if I am the employer of Urban Meyer, I'm saying, look, this is what you're going to do. You're going to issue an apology. You're going to talk to the media. You're going to own the fact that this is what you preach to your players not to do. You're going to own that. And you're not going to embarrass this organization. Again, like your lease is short. What you want to do with Tim Tebow, I get that. That's a marketing tactic. People were talking about our team. There was intrigue. I don't look at that as serious. The Chris Doyle situation, that was pretty serious. All right? So one strike, two strikes. Tone deaf. Not a fireable offense, but you're on your way there. But let's just focus on what the team needs to do. Get your ass on the plane. You fly back with the team. You get into the trenches. Let's not have any more hiccups this year. I wonder, and I'm just wondering out loud, I don't know, or anything like that. I wonder if he says to himself, you know, man, I I don't know what I just signed up for. I don't know if I really want to do this. I'm sure there is a part of him like, doing Like, that. you know, like I was enjoying doing television. I don't know why I took on this challenge. I wonder if, if, if those sort of things are creeping in his mind and doubt, like maybe college football is more for me than this professional grind he has to maybe be. i'm built more something for has you to just be, said something i mean like i'm getting back to the public thing in my mind again and again because we live in this era of camera phones and everyone like you, you have to watch the way you behave but i'm so sick and tired of people in private provided they're not hurting anybody or breaking any laws right but in private having their pr- athletes a lot of times have their privacy uh it violated and exposed their private behavior exposed even when they're behaving within the law and not hurting anyone and, and they are kind of uh, uh, smeared in the media versus this. This is a coach who should know better, who's behaving this way in public. There's an adding up with Urban Meyer where there's the one thing that Key just said, Jay, where maybe he doesn't want anymore. There's another thing. How much are the Jags going to want of this? Yeah. And some we're going to have to pay attention to. But Key's point about maybe Urban Meyer has had enough to a certain degree. That's why you go back to places like that, right? Like, it does take a toll on you losing four games in a row where you're not used to losing at that rate. Yeah, it's tough. Greeny is coming up. Yes. We're back tomorrow, hopefully recapping the Yankees' win. But oh, guess what? Please, you can catch me God. on first take next on ESPN, go. 10 a.m. Eastern. Plug your yes, book, me, Plug Keyshawn book. Johnson, pretty face, Keyshawn Johnson. Greeny coming up. Second take. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.